Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Louise, your Key Security Coach, coming to you live at 6.30 p.m. on the 2nd of February. And we have a very exciting um, show for you this evening where we'll get the opportunity to speak to the esteemed Marsha Weeder. Welcome, Marsha. Hi, Louise. Great to be here with you, and thanks to everyone who's taken time out of their busy lives to listen in. We appreciate you. It's wonderful to have you here. So excited, and you know, I, I love all the things that you've been doing and the the, the seminars that um, I've attended that you've you've um, created um, have been just the most wonderful experiences. So this is just such a privilege to have Louise, you. Louise, remind me which ones have you attended? I went to the. Um, uh, what's the initial one? Well, I think you went to How to Be an Inspiring Speaker. I, well, absolutely, I did do that one. That's I our most was, profound program, I think. I love that. And and then Create Your Future Now, that's the one. Yeah, that's where we met. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. great. It's, so, well, thank um, you for having me on your show. It's an absolute pleasure. So let me tell our audience a little bit more about you. Um, so uh, just bear with me one second while I just get my, my things together here, and then we can, we can go. All right, so Marsha Weeder is the CEO and founder of Dream University and is leading a dream movement. Yes, she is. Um, for, with over 20 years coaching, training, and speaking experience, her inspiring method, style, and wit has touched audiences from 50 to 5,000 at companies such as AT&T, the Gap, and American Express. Whether teaching at the Stanford Business School, speaking to executives in China, or addressing young women at Girl, Girl Scout camp, her riveting style impacts audiences worldwide. Such a variety of audiences, Marsha. Yeah, they keep me busy. <laughs> yeah. Marsha has, has also appeared on Oprah, the Today Show, in her own PBS TV special, and has written several books that have been translated into numerous languages. Her newest book is called Dreams Are Whispers from the Soul. And I have to tell you, Marsha, that I've been giving that book out as a, a gift to my listeners on a regular basis because I absolutely well, love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So, um, okay. So as a past president of the National Association of Women Business Owners, she was often in the White House where she met former U.S. Pres presidents, Ronald Reagan, Jimmy Carter, and George Bush Sr. And as a columnist for the San Francisco Chronicle, she urged readers to take the great dream challenge. Her dream university events include the Dream Coach Certification Program, the Inspiring Speaker Workshop, Create Your Future Now, and Masters of Manifestation. Her free online global community, that's uh, www.amazingdreamers.com, and that um, URL is in the chat room. Uh, for you there, has thousands of members and network, net, network dreamers worldwide. That's absolutely wonderful. Thanks so much, Marsha. It's just such a privilege to have you here today. Well, you're so sweet. Thank you. This is exciting <laughs> what you're doing and what you're creating here uh, for Blog Talk Radio and for coaches and for any of us fellow dreamers, <laughs> those of us yeah. that are not being daunted by the economy but are keeping our heads up and our hearts open and our optimism intact. Yes, absolutely. So 
I'm looking at the funny. I have to tell you, I'm looking at the funniest thing on your Blog Talk Radio homepage. So there's yeah. this little on the right side. There's these, you know, all these fabulous people whose pictures pop up. There's Montel Williams. I was on Montel's show, and are you there? Hello. Yes. There's a voice over me. Oh, that's strange. I'm hearing your telling me to hold to listen to the show. Oh, okay. Well, it's only I can only hear you, Marsha. So okay, well that's good. I I hope I called in on the right number. Yeah, um, but no, anyway, on this, so then it comes up. It says me. There's like Marsha Weeder. It says dream interpretation. So let's make it really clear. I don't do dream interpretation. <laughs> um, there's Paula Poundstone. Do you know what I'm talking about, yeah. Louise? It's so funny, you know. So there's, you know, Colin Salmon. There's uh, Martha Beck. There's all of my right. my cronies, and then it, then it comes up Marsha Weeder, and you can click to get to my website. Only it says dream interpretation. So let's make sure everyone who's joined us today knows that uh, what we talk about with dreams is all about manifestation, getting clear about what you want. There it is. It says make your dreams real today. Dream interpreter. <laughs> so I do not interpret dreams. <laughs> it's so funny. So well, we're really here today to talk yeah. about how to create the life of your dreams. And yeah. personally and professionally, regardless of what's going on in the economy or out there in the world, this is really about getting clarity about what you want and making it happen. Now, I know you know that, Louise, because you've been to the Inspiring Speaker Program and Create Your Future Now, and look what you've created. This is so beautiful. Yeah, it's very exciting. It's just been a, 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 an upward tra- trajectory for me in the last year. It's been a fantastic ride. Great. So, um, but um, I'm just so excited, uh, Marsha, because you, you know, you're into helping us manifest our dreams, and um, and that means about getting clear on what your dreams are. Yeah, for many people, that's the hardest step. Mm. You know, I, for me, a dream is simply something that you want. And not all dreams need to be Mother Teresa dreams. We're very yeah. lucky and we're blessed that we have so many people who do want to make the world a better place. But your dream of spending more quality time with your family, your dream of being a wildly successful coach, or your dream of being healthy and physically fit, these are important dreams as well. So what I would say is that where dreams come from is you make them up. You know, some of them are based on need, like putting food on the table, and some of them are based on desires. But the dreams that come from your purpose or that are the expression of your mission or your heart or your soul, those are usually the most profound dreams. And the process that we teach, whether I'm certifying, I've certified a 1,000 dream coaches or I'm speaking at all of these different places that I address, no matter where I am, the process is the same. Like it doesn't matter what the dream is. That's one of the things I really love. You know, whatever whether your dream is to get healthy and physically fit, be in a more committed or romantic relationship, start your own business or nonprofit, the process is consistent. And you know, I think for many of us, we've just become so mired in reality and so busy living from our clocks and calendars or lost in our doubts and our fears that many of us don't even know what our dreams are. And that's mm-hmm. that's what I really love about what you're doing, Louise, because I think it's an opportunity to remind people to dream again. And, of course, if you're a coach, you're in the business of helping people achieve their dreams, whether you've been certified by me or, or not. You know, if you're committed to making the world a better place, achieving your dreams, 
and or helping others do the same, then you have the heart of a dream coach. Yes, absolutely. I totally agree with you, Marsha. And I, you know, I've got to meet so many of your dream coaches that you've certified, and um, I love their their spirit and their um, authenticity, and the and the desire they have to to make and help others to live um, bigger lives and and really reach out for those dreams. So um, I really want to acknowledge you for the work that you've done in this community as as Mm. a coach Um, because I primarily see you as a coach who does all those other wonderful things that you do and and do so well, Um, but you are, you know, an amazing coach. So. Well, you know what's funny about that? Thank you so much. I mean, I'm I'm currently the personal dream coach for Jack Canfield. We were just yes. on the phone. But it's very exciting. But other than sure. Jack and a few other, you know, very uh, kind of high-level people, I would say, I don't actually coach anyone one-on-one anymore. Now, what's funny about this is I was one of the first ever coaches, um, along with Debbie Ford, who I just got an email from while I was on, on the phone with you. Uh, mm-hmm. But nobody knew what coaching was when we started. We're kind of like the old timers. <laughs> and it wasn't really my plan to, to train and certify other coaches. But what I saw was you could be the best coach in the world, and if you didn't know how to get business and enroll people into hiring you and close the deal, you weren't going to be able to make a living at it. So we put a heavy emphasis in our coach training program on not only being a great coach, but the the business of coaching. And that's why I think we get both very seasoned coaches who come and out of attending my training often double their businesses, and then we get brand new coaches who – you know, who aren't ready to commit a year of their lives to coaching. They can come through my program in a week. They can get certified because it's a very content-specific program. The content is teaching people how to make their dreams come true. And then if they love coaching or it really resonates with them, then they can go on to a more formal, longer body of work in a coaching school. Yeah. You know, but I think it's I, one of the things I really do believe, coaching or, or not, that one of the secrets to manifestation, to getting what you want, is in, in order to be a great manifester, I really urge people to manif- to um, to master the skill of, of enrollment. That's how I like to say it, that mm. in order to be masterful at manifestation, become masterful at enrollment, because enrollment is when you share your vision or your idea or your opportunity in a way where other people are inspired to join you. And yeah. the reason why I launched, uh, you know, under Dream University, we have the Dream Coach training, but we also have this How to Be an Inspiring Speaker program because I realized that, you know, if, you, if you're listening to this interview and you see yourself as a messenger, which many coaches do, then, then you want to develop the skill to be able to talk to anyone, anytime, any place about your vision in a way that inspires them to join you. And there's a there's a whole way of being in the world that is just very different. The people that I talk to that are the most successful, it's not like they've got a massive skill set. It's that they they keep their word. So it's a lot about integrity. But they're, it's almost like they're um, it's like they're talking to everyone. You know, they're exploring all possibilities. They're being highly intentional, and they're making every conversation count. So, you know, so it's what you're saying and how you're saying it, but it's just as much about, you know, who are you being while you're expressing whatever it is that you're saying. You know, and then the, and then there are the practices of making specific requests and making it easy for people to say yes. 
Um, I, I think what's cool about the Dream Coach training, Louise, is people mm-hmm. come thinking, wow, this is going to be a really cool training. But because the training is about finding their soul's purpose different from their ego's purpose and yeah. about, you know, we do work that's really, as you know, teasing apart the dreamer and the doubter mm. voices. Oh, yeah. Because the number one way that we sabotage our dreams is with our doubts. So people oh, come yeah. for seven days, and at the end of seven days, they literally have had their circuitry rewired. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing, Marcia, because, you know, that's actually – you know, even to do a, a program like that, even if your intent isn't to be a coach, um, can be very liberating. Yes, we get half and half. We get half people who are definitely on track, want to be a coach, are a coach, or are thinking about it. And then we get many people who are like, I just want to get greater clarity on my purpose, mm-hmm. create a vision that I'm passionate about, overcome my doubts and fears, and yeah. then design the strategies and action steps to hopefully get it done quicker, faster, and yeah. maybe easier. Um, yeah. You know, the, I, I think the Dream University programs, what we're known for are um, small programs that people get a lot of personal attention, but also the caliber of the people who attend, people like yourself, Louise, who are g- generous of heart, soul, and spirit, people who are there because they're serious about making a contribution and doing something with their lives. So we keep the program small so that you have access to the great presenters um, yeah. But also so that people can really get to know each other. And all of our work, I think this is really valuable for whoever's listening, all of our workshops and programs and books, everything, have an inner and an outer component. So the mm-hmm. inner is really at the soul level or the spiritual level. What is it that really matters to you? And then the outer level is how do you bring it out into the world in a way that you're going to be effective, productive, successful, financially viable, whatever the dream is. Because for me, that's a whole other level of integrity, that we're as true inside as we are outside. So it's kind of like lining ourselves up and putting ourselves in right relationship, not only with other people and not only with ourselves, but at a spiritual level, even kind of getting into right relationship with our with our soul and our purpose for being here definitely it makes so much sense um marcia you know just from my my own journey where i worked in recruitment in london for 10 years and um you know i um it didn't sit um perfectly well with my values and my sense of integrity and you know when you're in that when you're not in alignment like that you know you really feel that discomfort every day and um you know having moved and moved country and into a completely new um career a couple of years ago into coaching um it's just i feel like i i can be me all the time and it's just the most wonderful experience and it's a it's a it's a path of growth and inspiration it it really is exciting mm. so it's wonderful that you have that component in your um in your programs, and it, and it definitely is a big component because even at Inspired Speaker, I really, it's interesting because I've experienced, you know, peak potentials, um, train the trainer, and then your Inspired Speaker, and there's definitely such a masculine energy with the peak program, and then yours brings in a lot of the, the feminine energy, and it's just, it has a wonderful sense of, it has a wonderful balance with that very spiritual aspect too, which really feeds the soul as well as uh, gets you out there into the world and, and doing all the things uh, that are going to grow your business. 
Yes, I agree. And, you know, we get, um, you know, whether we're masculine, feminine, we all have masculine and feminine oh, yeah. inside of us for sure. And I, oh, I appreciate yeah. your kind words. And I do think that there really is this this hunger that we all have, men, women, masculine, feminine, this hunger for greater fulfillment. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think at a time where a lot of attendance is down at a lot of workshops, our programs mm-hmm. continue to sell out. And I think yeah. that people really love that they do get that deep level of, wow, this is real. But then there's also this very practical side of what do you do with it. And, you know, it's it's heartbreaking to me when I hear about how many coaches are struggling to make a living because I'm leading a dream movement. So that's really all about us moving, stepping into a vision of how we want our personal and professional lives to be, and then using reality to design the strategy and the plan. So we could call that masculine and feminine as well. But it doesn't matter. You know, I I could be leading this wildly, this, you know, huge dream movement, and if I don't have the support of the coaches directly or indirectly, uh, you know, none of us can do it alone. But together we can accomplish so much more. Um, and yet I keep meeting coaches who are saying, you know, I love coaching, but I can't make a living at it. And yeah. then when I start to talk to them about who are they talking to and what are they saying, uh, it, it, those conversations aren't often happening. So I always say the secret yeah. to being a wildly successful coach, and this probably applies to many areas, is mm-hmm. to, char- you know, to charge what you're worth do- yeah. and deliver more than people are expecting you know, have conversations with everyone around what's possible and then, you know, repeat often. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, and what I many of say, us do. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, I always say consistency and persistency. I love that combination. You know, what many of us do is we kill off our dreams before we explore the possibility of where the, of where they're going to take us. We say, oh, I'm too old or I'm too young or I don't have anything new to say or you know, nobody's going to support me on this. And we we knock ourselves down long before anybody else gets a chance to. Yeah. So absolutely. this whole dreaming process is about getting clear about who you are and from inside of that place creating dreams that are aligned with who you, who you truly are. So it's really about bringing your gifts and being in service in the world. But if you can't make a living doing it, you're not going to be able to sustain it. And I don't mind if somebody wants to do part-time coaching or part-time anything because I really care more about that you're loving your life and you're doing more and more of what you love and what matters to you. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, Marsha, I'm curious, you know, what what are your thoughts or, or, you know, what would you say to the coaches out there who really, you know, are um, being influenced by and and perhaps affected by the, um, the downturn in the economy? I mean, I think we can all acknowledge that that is the case. But, um, you know, a lot of coaches, and myself included to a degree, you know, there's that sense of reality and, and also, you know, being in that place of optimism to, to um, you know, not necessarily participate in the, in the survival mode, but to, to keep on thriving. Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts or, or um, you know, what advice could you give to the newbie coaches or the or any coaches that are you know growing their businesses, which most coaches tend to be, I think. Yeah, um, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, I would say, me personally, I've declared this the year of generosity. Oh, and I like there's, that. The, you know, there's people who are looking at me and they're rolling their eyes. They're going, "Come on, this is the <laughs> year of the, sta- the, the the stock market tanking and the bailout." And I'm like, 
well, you put your attention where you want to, and I'm going to put it where I want. They're like, well, how can you be generous when business is down? Well, for example, one of the things we're giving away right now are 10 free eBooks, all designed to help people believe in themselves, connect to their purpose. So if you guys are on this line, you might want to jot down this URL, www.dreamcoach.com slash gift. G-I-F-T, so that's dreamcoach.com slash gift, G-I-F-T, and just put in your email address, and there's 10 free eBooks. And if you want to forward them to your customers or share them, all I ask is that you forward them that link, dreamcoach.com slash gift, rather than sending out the individual eBooks. So I'm always looking for, you know, how can I do it, how can I do it better or different? How would I do it my way? So I didn't say this is the year of ignoring the stock market crash or, you know, acting like the bailout's not there. I'm not even putting my attention on it. It's like when I work with a client and, you know, or somebody who comes to the dream coach training and maybe their old core limiting belief is I'm not good enough. Or, you know, I wouldn't have them turn, change that to I'm good enough. Right, I wouldn't have them go from I'm worthless to I'm worthy. I mean, I'd rather that they completely reframe the, you know, and obviously there's exercises and a process. I'm just using this as an example. It's not just about changing the words on a piece of paper, but why go from I'm worthless to I'm worthy when I can go from rather than going from I'm worthy to, you know, I'm a precious child of God, <laughs> you know, so it's kind yeah. of like, you know, where are we putting our mindset? I wanted, I would yeah. talk about, you know, where are you living inside your own heart? And it, sure, it, you know, we are living in challenging times and it requires being much more creative, doing things yeah. differently. And I would ask them to get outside their box. Uh, I would say yeah. for me, as a speaker, coach, trainer, author, you know, CEO, um, yeah. You know, uh, when the after 9/11, when the speaking business tanked because nobody was getting on airplanes anymore, I yeah. was very grateful that I was um, that I had other buckets. You know, so that I still had my Dream University workshop, so that I still had my coaching practice. Yeah. So I think any coach that has you know just one bucket or one income stream is kind of asking for trouble. And, yeah. you know, and I think we have to be fluid and we have to be malleable and we have to be flexible mm-hmm. and just really open up to other possibilities. That, so that's one yeah. thing. Second thing I would be doing is I would be really looking for people who, who need help and not yeah. assume that they can't afford you. I mean, if you can offer tremendous value, people can mm-hmm. find different ways for tapping, for different ways of tapping into or finding resources. So, I think yeah. you have to be willing to turn toward people's pain. You know, often I'll see coaches that are like, oh, I don't want to ask them about that because I know it's going to be a negative answer. Well, they're going to hire you when you can really give them what it is that they really need. And often yeah. the question of how much do you charge becomes secondary when what you're providing is tremendous value. So I think, you know, for me it's, it goes back to the talk to everyone, be highly intentional, make every conversation count. If somebody is saying no or no thank you, have the guts to ask them why. But also pay attention to what else is going on around you that is exciting to you, that you're passionate about, that might open up some other opportunities for you, whether that be an additional market or a different niche or even additional products or services that that you might want. That's great advice, Marsha. It's it's having that balance, isn't it? Because you don't want to um, 
you don't want to be doing the scattergun approach either, but really picking your focuses carefully um, and doing something that really speaks to your strengths within your coaching business. Exactly. And I know exactly. you do that for sure. <laughs> you know what? I just really, I just read on, on your page. It says um, that I'm going to talk about beyond the secret here. So should I take a minute and mention something about well, that? That was that was actually going to be my next question. Oh, so that's great. That would be lovely. Oh, Tell good. We're, we're totally in sync. Well, it's so interesting because you know, of course, you know, the secret was. Um, you know, wildly popular and successful on many levels, even though many people have different points of views around it, it certainly was out there. And there was a lot of talk after The Secret came out with, you know, well, gee, I I did everything they told me to, and it didn't work for me. What else should I be doing? So Bob Proctor, who's kind of the lead in The the Secret, along with a few other people, um, got together and invited people like myself and Les Brown and a few other people to get together and put together this new product that's actually coming out in April called Beyond the Secret that's a lot more practical and here are the steps and here's what you need to do. Yeah. Hang on a second. I've got some, there's a voice that keeps coming in. On a you, You're not hearing it, are you, Louise? Maybe, you're, maybe you've got a call coming in on your line. No, no, no. It's your operator saying that I'm on blog talk. It's, a, it's the British sounding oh, operator. Strange. Yeah, I wonder if I called in on a different line. Anyway, I'll just no, keep no, going. But but when it comes in, it's hard to talk because it's so like yeah. my face. <laughs> so anyway, we went. Uh, we did. It, it was kind of a two part thing. One is we shot this film uh, that nobody has seen yet that will be out in April, and it's a lot of quick cuts. But it's really about what are the practical steps? You know, what do I do beyond just visualizing it? and setting the intention, what do I need to do? And that's right up my alley, because I'm all about figure out what you want and then go get it. This is so great, because I think you know, there was a lot of feedback after The Secret that it really kind of got you pumping and going, but then it all kind of fell down when the action steps needed to be put in place to... to create that momentum. To make it happen, yeah. Mm. So one of the things that happened was about two weeks ago, all of the people who were in the film were invited to come to this live filming at UCLA in California, Um, and it was a live panel. It was supposed to be hosted by Larry King, and then last minute, he couldn't make it, and Lisa Gibbons did it, and she was fantastic. And um, it was so cool for me because we filmed on, like, a Wednesday, and then the next day at night, Thursday evening, it uh, it was shot out to, I don't know, I heard somewhere between, like, 1,500 or 2,000 movie theaters all over the country. And as luck would have it, I was leading my dream coach certification that week. So 60 of us went to the local movie theater, and I got to be not only a movie star up on the big screen, but a celebrity in the audience watching it. <laughs> and it was so much fun, Louise. I mean, they had roses for me, and I kind of came oh. in. You know, I, I, I had done a, I was doing a live teleconference that night, so I sort of had to run to the movie theater, and I made it like one minute before the theater went dark, and they all screamed and cheered. And in the middle of the movie, I, I actually say, well, I'm currently leading a dream coach training, and I waved to them. <laughs> well, they went crazy, needless to say. So for me, the highlight was actually being there with people that I love and care about and respect. That was even more fun for me than the actual filming. But... It was great because I was there, and I'm sure people can relate to that. This on this call, I was there with a lot of big, big guys. You know, the big boys. Yeah. 
Bob yeah. Proctor and Les Brown and Nicole. and I and I, you know and me you know? and I said yeah. to Patrick, my fiance, before I left the house, I said, um, my intention is to express my point of view, but mm-hmm. not in, not interrupt anyone because with you, know, you have to imagine a, a panel with nine people. Every one of who is a keynote speaker and every one of them who could be up there for two hours speaking by themselves. Yeah. And um, I, I felt that I really did that. I was able to make some wonderful points that were really important to me um, and not interview any of my colleagues and, I mean, not yeah. interrupt any of my colleagues. And it was really, it was wonderful. It's going to be very different than what actually comes out in April. So, again, you guys, if you're interested in knowing when the film comes out, Yay. Make sure make sure you sign up for the ten free ebooks because then you'll be in my mailing list. So dreamcoach dot com, oh, yeah, dreamcoach dot com slash gift g i f t, and then we'll let you know when that's yes. coming out as well. You'll be one of the first to know. Wonderful, that's that's great, and it's very generous of you, Marsha, to be offering that that gift just for ten free ebooks. Um, you know, I'm sure will um, contain a lot of really interesting and valuable information. And they're great. Let me also say, you know, if you, if you or one of your clients is in need of a new dream, there's a book that's dedicated to that. If you feel like you've failed or you're having setbacks, there's a book that talks about that. There's a, a lot about redefining your relationship to time and money. Mm-hmm. So we've been getting incredible feedback on these. So please do share them, pass them on. Uh, it's a way that all of us can be generous. You know, well, let's be generous yeah. where we can. And, you know, it's yeah. not a time where necessarily we can write the extra check or make that kind of financial contribution that we might like to be able to make during different times. But what can we do that can make the world around us a little bit better each and every day? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Thanks so much, Martha, for sharing that. And um, so is it going to be available on DVD then a little bit later for us? Yes, exactly. Okay, Beyond great. the Secret. At first, okay. I laughed at them. I said, I think it's a bad name because the secret. I like it. <laughs> well, you know, I, I said, the secret's kind of come and gone, you know. It's like, yeah. what's the next thing? But they, yeah. just the name filled movie theaters all across the United yeah. States. So they obviously knew something that I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I think Beyond is just, just it jumps out at you, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, I just want to let the um, audience know that we're going to start taking questions shortly. And, um just to let everyone know, the, the, the beautiful little book that um, Marsha did, uh, Dreams Are Whispers from the Soul, um, which I absolutely love and use a lot for inspiration for myself and for my shows, um, I'm going to be giving away one of those book, books tonight. If you just go to um, my, my website, which is www.keystoclarity.com, and just click on the, um, the sign-in page at the top, um, you'll be put into a drawer get that beautiful book and I um, I actually sent it to all my um, my coaching clients for Christmas um, Marsha and oh I love that I have to tell you they I I got such amazing feedback from them some were saying you know this is just perfect timing I just needed to read this right now you know especially because people were looking at new year and you know visioning for themselves and a lot of the doubt was coming in because of what's happening with the economy etc and it just really helped them to clarify and to stop, as you say, the doubter yes. from jumping out and, um, you know, stopping them from dreaming big. 
Well, thank you. And, you know, um, I'm going to spell my name in case anybody goes looking for me. We have a little bit of a typo on the website. Marcia is M-A-R-C-I-A. Weeder is W-I-E-D-E-R. Just remember I before E except after C. (laughs) Marcia Weeder, W-I-E-D-E-R. And um, the the book that Louise is talking about, if you go to my main website, dreamcoach.com, you'll see it right there. What I love about that book is that it's one of those small little books. It's it's funny, Louise, it has 20 years of my life kind of captured in 30 little two-page chapters. (laughs) Um, But people love it because it's, it's broken into three sections, uh, what I call the CBAs of making any dream come true. So C is get clear about what you want, and as we said, for many people, that's the hardest step. B, believe in your dreams. Uh, so get clear about your dreams. B, believe in your dreams. And A, take action on your dreams. And I've heard the same feedback because um, – my stories, uh, married with the gorgeous nature photography that Simple Truths used in that book, it turned out so beautiful. And even if people don't have time to sit down and really digest the whole book, they can just open and in, you know, 30 seconds or in a bathroom book, book philosophy kind of thing, yes. they can really get core content really, really quickly. And yeah. I think the images are so gorgeous. They uplift me. I have, I have a copy of it right here as well. Yeah, I, I just love it. It's it really is a book that I use for inspiration a lot, um, Marsha. And um, this is a perfect uh, segue for me to just mention as well, especially with the CBA, um, clarity um, and uh, um, getting into action, um, is a, a group coaching program that I'm starting tomorrow. So there are a few places left if anyone is curious or wants to start creating clarity and focus and really getting into action in their businesses in 2009, I really want to support you in doing that. Um, So a group is starting tomorrow evening. There are a couple of places left. So if you're interested um, or want to find out a little bit more, you can email me on louise at keystoclarity.com. That's louise at keystoclarity.com. And I'll put that in the chat room as well. Um, so I think we're ready to take a couple of calls, Marcia. Sure. I think. Yeah? Okay, let's sure. take our first caller. Welcome, Area 609. Hello. Area 609, you're on the air. Hello, hello. <laughs> okay. I'm going to put them back on mute because they might just be listening. Okay, bear with me a second. Hello, Area 732. You're on the air. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. That looks like a number I might even recognize. Um, Well, I'm glad people are trying to call. That's good. Yeah. Now, let me also say, if for some reason you're having any trouble getting through, you can even email me, Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at dreamcoach.com, and we'll be happy to answer your questions. So Great. E- either way. Perfect. And uh, my producer is putting that information into the chat room as we speak. Just bear with me. Let's try the next, the next line, um, and that's area code 617. Let's see. Hello, 617. Welcome, you're on the air. Hello. Doesn't look like anyone wants to talk to us tonight for some reason. Well, it's also, I'm just hoping I didn't mess things up. I no, hope no, I no. pulled this it on the right line, sometimes. too. 
No, you're, you're good, Marsha. There's only okay, one good, because they wouldn't be coming, coming in on this line, right? <laughs> no. Okay. I've got a switchboard that has a number of lines that come in after you. So um, just bear with me a sec. Let's, we've got another caller, so we'll see if we can get hold of them. Hi, Area 415. Welcome. You're on the air. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, yes we can. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Welcome. What about Blue? <laughs> Would you like to say your name and where you're calling from and, and pose your question to Marsha? My name is Lee Rodriguez, technology coach. Oh, Lee, it's you. Hello. Hi, Lee. Hi, Marsha. Marsha, Lee is, Lee is my, my tech coach. He's helping me sort out my website. And he well, great. In 415, you're right in my backyard. Oh, there hey, you go. good backyard to be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what would you like to ask or say? I would like to know, following your dreams is fun and exciting, and we're enjoying ourselves. How do you stay on it? How do you not just freak out when it starts to <laughs> get hard, as it always when does? When things get tough. Yeah. Well, <laughs> such an interesting question. Um, yeah. What are you freaking out about? You know, it's... We know we're on the right path. We went recently to Millionaire Mind and kind of reframed how we were doing stuff, and we started the passive income and all that good stuff. And it's like there's a balance between the hourly work to keep the bills paid and the passive getting the website up and making it profitable and all that. There's this gap. When do you just, they say, leap and the net will appear. Well, the ground's pretty hard underneath it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we definitely want to narrow the gap as much as possible. And the things that I know narrow the gap, one is to have more and more clarity about the vision. Uh, secondly is to uh, do your best to avoid that sabotaging pattern of projecting fears and doubts into the dream because that will widen the gap as well. Um, I would say um, I'm just a real big advocate of taking action and seeing results and celebrating success. So for me, if the, if, it, if the dream is too far out there um, or if it's a big dream or it's a long-term dream, I'll often recommend that people create short-term projects. And I like projects that are one month or less because in a month you can actually produce a substantial enough result, but it's a, a short enough period of time where you can keep your passion ignited about it. But I just know that if we're not seeing that we're making progress and we're not seeing results, it's really hard to stay the course. So I'm just a, an advocate of breaking things down and saying, okay, what, do, what am I going to do today? What's my measurement of success going to be today? And it's a really funny thing that over the years I noticed that I'm doing less each day. Like somebody could look at that and say, well, aren't you being less productive? But the truth of it is I'm ten times more productive and I actually have more time, energy, and resources available because I'm saying no thank you to the things that are off purpose or not aligned with my vision. So for me, the, the secret to living a, a joyful, fulfilling life is to do more of what you love every day. And in order to do that, sometimes I have to say no thank you to what's no longer true or what's not aligned with my criteria so that I actually do have more time, energy, and resource for doing the things that matter to me most. And also, I just want to make sure, Lee, I'm not using the word dream as like, you know, something that's just just for fun, uh, you know, unless that's my criteria. Uh, you know, because a dream for me is anything that that I want. And I might say my, you know, dreams are what is important to me. So I'm an advocate that the majority of the time that we're, we're 
working or creating or producing during the day should be moving us forward on projects that are all the expression of the dream. So there's like the, you know, um, gosh, I'm leading a workshop in San Francisco, February 20th and 21st, if you can make it. It's an inexpensive Friday night, Saturday, and just go to dreamcoach.com and you'll see it on the homepage there. Um, it's kind of an intimate gathering. We're trying to keep it on the smaller side. But it's a big emphasis on this, you know, given that most of us live our lives from our clocks and calendars, how do you transform your relationship to how you're spending your precious minutes, hours, and days so that you're moving forward on the dreams? But obviously it can't be that you're doing one thing I, I, I just want to narrow the 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 the, uh, the gap between the two paths a little bit, so that for me, you know, if what's important right now, for example, is financial abundance, all of my dreams are going to be, you know, I jokingly say I want all my dreams to have the qu- uh, the quality of femme, fun, easy, and make money. Like if if I'm going to say yes to a professional opportunity, it's got to meet my criteria. Uh, or I have to manage the amount of time that I'm putting into it. But if it's not rewarding, either financially, emotionally, or spiritually, if it's not aligned with my purpose, my mission, and therefore my dreams and goals, why am I doing it? So for me, for mostly what I see is uh, for uh, most clients really need, and I'm included in this category often, the um, the what's the word I'm looking for the um uh, but just the the practice of saying no thank you uh you know uh the kind of the muscle to say no thank you to what's no longer true so I'm doing more things that are aligned with the dreams that really matter to me and then the short answer to your very important question was break it down just break the dreams into projects and the projects into action steps and every day do something to demonstrate that you're more committed to your dream than to any doubt, fear, or reality that might get in your way. Does no. that help? That's really funny to hear you say that because this morning we actually we're working on three major projects. Yeah. Right now we've reduced all of the confusion and distractions down to three projects we're working on. If it doesn't fall within those, it's gone. Good. Just kind of stop doing it. You know, Good. It turns out speaking is a lot better than other things you could be doing. So we focus in on, on what works for our team here. And as today, we're actually discussing where are our timelines for our projects and our dates and our to-do list? Are they assigned to each project? And the answer we got was it could be better. Good. So we kind of started doing that this morning. And to hear you say, break it down into steps, it, it reminds me, I, I tell my coaching clients, the difference between a wish and a goal is a goal has a timeline. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I love that. I love exactly what you're saying. And I uh, would urge you, if you're on the speaking circuit, take a look at our, um, go to dreamcoach.com and click on workshops and check out our inspiring speaker program. Uh, it's phenomenal. And people come who are already speakers and they come away, have, some of them having doubled their speaker fees. And, uh, you know, certainly Louise can talk, give testimony to it. It's one of the most profound programs that I've ever attended. And I've ha- attended Harvecker's Train the Trainer program and many other things because I like to see what my colleagues are doing. Um, you know, but I think you're very wise to have, like, we've talked about multiple buckets, multiple streams of income, and then what are the things that you're doing today? You know, because where, where you may not be able to get on the phone and get a paid speaking engagement right now, you could get on the phone right now and get yourself to, spook, to speak at, like, the San Francisco Chamber or the Nevada Chamber of Commerce. 
And then out of speaking there, she set the intention that you're going to get two or three paid speaking engagements. So I know that I'm the most turned on about my dreams and projects when I actually see that I'm making progress and producing results. You're talking about get granular. Get it small, get it down to actionable, small steps that you yep. can see you're succeeding on each way as opposed to, hey, here's a big nebulous gray thing that I'm working on. I'm exactly. And am I making any progress? And meanwhile, that's the kind, that's the kind of thing that will often um, churn up the voice of, you know, of, of doubt and fear you know, because we're kind of stepping out. Now, I will tell you that the most transformational thing I ever did was stepping out at a time when everybody and everything said, don't do it, don't do it. In my heart, I said, I have to do it or I'm a hypocrite. And out of that, my whole life changed for the better. And it was terrifying. But I knew that without doing it, I couldn't live with myself. So I don't wish too many of those moments on anybody, <laughs> you know, but but sometimes that's what it takes. I'm just an advocate of, you know, before you dive into the deep end of the pool, I'm an advocate of putting water in the pool. I think it's a good idea. <laughs> you know, diving in an empty pool is fun once. <laughs> Second time is a bit slower. Just like, just like, so, uh, Lee, Lee, please do pass on the uh, the 10 e-books to people. It sounds like you know a lot of people. Yeah. You know, please pass them on. Let's be generous with people. And sometimes, you know, I'll say, you might send something like this out to your clients with a reminder that you're available to coach them. So it's an opportunity to be generous without you having to spend a penny. You give something away, and then, it, it, you know, people see that, wow, you know, this is a guy who isn't suffering during this downturn, or he's still able to be generous. He still was able to think of me. How can I think of him? Well, I yeah. figure the the one goal we decided that no matter what during this downturn, it would be a perfect game for my partner at the Technology Dojo. Christine is my partner. We decided the most important thing was to be present, no matter how things appear to be going, how much mind static is happening, no matter what's happening. We can be present and be having fun no matter what the income statement says and no matter what the revenue is. It's, hey, if we're still enjoying ourselves and not arguing, and not getting upset, but recognizing it's a test, it's a game, mm-hmm. and you're always playing until you give up. Well, we don't give up. I like up, the so way just... you said it's a game, Lee. It, it is a game. It's a great... Life is a game. <laughs> it is. There's, there's winners, there's losers, there's yeah. bad terms. But the second I yeah. begin to label the moment, a yeah. bad day or a bad experience or anything negative, I'm no longer present. I'm now in my ego yabbering away. Exactly. Yeah. Actually, Christine asks... Um, a, a great question as well, Marsha, which kind of follows on nicely from from Lee's, which is how do you know when to walk away from a dream that's not happening, that's just not happening? Yeah, boy, isn't that the toughest question? You know, I mean, I walk, you, you, my answer might surprise some people. I walk away when I'm not doing anything on it anymore. If I still, if there's still another stone that I can turn over and there's another resource and some, I mean, first of all, if I'm giving something, everything that I've got, nothing is happening on it, I'll usually stop and take inventory. And I might just say, you know, where am I consciously or unconsciously sabotaging this dream? You know, where am I assuming I have to do it all myself? Where am I compromising before I'm exploring all possibilities? You know, one of the things that we teach in the dream process is not to go to strategy too early in the process. So with Lee, we were talking about strategy. You have clarity about what your mission and about being present, which I just love what you said about that. Um, you know, and there is a time to go to strategy, but for many of us, we'll go to strategy so quickly in the process 
And, you know, and the, one of the things in strategy is where are you going to get the time and where are you going to get the money? And then if we can't immediately answer that, we might bail on the dream before we fully explored it. The other side of this is that you've done, if, if you're given it everything that you've got and nothing is happening on it, something has to shift. So either what has to shift is you or the dream or your relationship to it. Um, you know, sometimes when I'm working on something and I feel in my heart this is important and it's exciting and it needs to be happening and nothing is happening, I might call somebody who doesn't seem like they'd be an ally on this project, maybe somebody who's in a completely different line of work. I, I, you know, I, I learned this trick by teaching a Girl Scout camp, actually. You know, it wasn't the CEOs that had all the answers. It was the girls who were still kind of untainted and you know, free-flowing and had that creative access to whole new ways of looking at something. And, you know, and the bottom line is people still have to eat. So I think that you have to really look at what is it that you need to have in place in order to really be able to hang in there long enough for the dream to take place. And is this the right time for it? Uh, even my first book, Making Your Dreams Come True, um, after I wrote it and it came out and I was on Oprah, the publisher went out of business. And I looked at this little book and I said, I know that your day is not done. And I put it on my shelf, but I put it on a shelf that still has very active energy. Yes, I have shelves that have energy on them. I have shelves that I put, it's it's like an altar space, you know, like where, you know, where's your intention and how do you really keep something in your awareness if something, if nothing is happening on it right now? Um, And sure enough, five years later, when PBS came to me and said, we want to do a, a special around your message, what book should we use? It was making your dreams come true. And then, I mean, all kinds of things happened on that book that people said never would happen. You know, we went back to a major publisher after it had been released initially in paperback. And, you know, my agent was like, no one's going to give you an advance. And I said, well, you need to change your attitude or I need to find a new agent. And she wound up getting me a quarter of a million dollar advance on a book that had already been out. So there is something about right relationship and right timing, but the first place I always look is I do I look inside of me. What am I doing, consciously or unconsciously, that might be sabotaging this dream? And if I have a client who's forever talking about something but not doing anything about it, then I do think it's time to either dump the dream or you know do it or dump it kind of thing. I think to continually say that you're going to do something and not do anything about it erodes self-trust. And self-trust is critical when it comes to taking risks and going for big dreams. So I give up a dream or tell somebody to give up a dream when all they're doing is talking about it and not doing anything about it. And if I'm doing everything possible and nothing's happening, I will usually try something out of the ordinary. You know, then I check in and I say, is this something I'm still passionate about but nothing's happening on it right now? And then I might put it on, uh, come back and visit later shelf. Mm. Or be careful not to shoot like it all over idea, yourself. I like that idea, Marsha. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, 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 the, you know, the idea of putting something on the back burner, you know, if, if it's not quite right for there and then, but you know that you still have a passion and want to do it, um, but maybe the timing isn't right. Exactly. You know, and I look, uh, I think what's made me successful as a quote-unquote dreamer is that I have a really healthy relationship with my doubter and with my realist, these different parts of ourselves, the doubter that says, no, you can't, and the realist who says, where are you going to get the time and where are you going to get the money? But there's something about using the appropriate voice or the appropriate part of ourselves at the appropriate time in service to the dream. And I think, you know, if we're really negative or, or, you know, we're kind of hopeless about something, people pick up on that. And it's hard for anybody else to believe in your dream when you don't believe in your dream. 
And that's why coaching is a multi-billion dollar industry because, first of all, when we tell somebody our dream or our goals or something that we want, we're like a thousand times more likely to do something about it. You know, left to our own devices, we forget what the dream is. You know, we keep it tucked under our pillow, sometimes such a good secret that we don't even remember what it is. You know, so this this, this practice of getting our dreams out of our head, writing them down, talking about them, and then doing something every day to prove you're more committed to your dream than you are to your doubt or fear, I think is a life-changing practice. And if you've been talking about something forever, you know, either do it or dump it. Uh, I, I think that a great source of suffering is we're forever, you know, we're we act like we're doing something when we're really not. And the only person we're fooling is ourselves. Exactly. I think the self-trust um, point that you made a few minutes ago, uh, Marsha, is a huge one because you know even if you do something little every day, you're doing something towards it. But when you're constantly in that that mode of of um, you know putting it off and putting it off and people know what it is that you want to do but you know it's not just not happening um you know your your confidence erodes their confidence and you erodes and um you know you're on a road to nowhere well let's use this as a jumping off point to what i consider to be the key to manifestation and that is integrity and you know it's a word that gets batted around a lot you know walk your talk and keep your agreements but I mean, there's the agreements we keep with others or not, the agreements we keep with ourselves or not, and then at a spiritual level, there's even the agreements that we keep with God. And I think that what happens with integrity is that if I say I'm going to do one, here's a good example, I say I'm going to go to the gym three times this week, and I never go. Well, I'm I'm eroding this trust with myself. Or how about we take it even to the next level, let's just say that, you know, you know that you have a mission or a purpose in life, but you're spending the majority of your time putting out fires or reacting and responding to life and not really, you know, clearing away time to really work on or live into your God-given gifts, mission, or purpose. Well, I think it's a point of great suffering when we continue to say we're going to do one thing and do another, or we say we're going to do one thing and then we do nothing on it. As you said, that I said, it erodes (laughs) self-trust. And um, one of the great you know, uh, enemies, I would say, uh, you know, the, or the one of the core beliefs that keeps people from going for the dream, their dreams, is we don't trust ourselves. Yeah. And and yet this is fixable. The way to fix it is to keep your word. And the person yeah. you need to keep your word with is yourself. And at a soul level, you know, are you having the courage to live into your purpose or your mission? Are you creating dreams? This is the dream coach methodology is literally about helping people turn their lives right side up. So instead of just reacting or responding not only to clocks and calendars, but to checkbooks and to the bad news every day, you know, imagine if someday soon when you open your calendar, what you see scheduled are the activities that are not only moving you forward on your projects and your dreams, but are the, that are literally the expression of your purpose. And that's what living on, on purpose is really, really all about. And, and and I just watch people, you know, age prematurely because they're not doing anything that is truly the expression of their heart and soul. And, uh, you know, I, I said it earlier, I'll say it again. For me, the secret to living a joyful, fulfilling life is to do more of what you love every day. 
But in order to do that, many of us need to say no thank you to what's no longer true. So one of the things that we could do instead of being freaked out about what's going on in the economy and, you know, just, you know, complaining about everything that's being taken away from us, maybe we could find a place of deep gratitude and appreciation that as we empty, we're making space for for new and for more, not more and more. I mean, remember me, I'm a, I wrote a book called... A, a book called Doing Less and Having More, but it's not about accumulating more. It's about living more in integrity with your heart and soul. You know, uh, my two favorite words in the coaching industry are, you know, what else? What else would bring you more joy? What else would bring you greater fulfillment? What else would have you feel that you're living more in alignment and in integrity with your purpose and your mission and your soul? And it's it's perfect, Marsha, because, you know, you were saying earlier about being able to say no, um, which I think is a big piece around, you know, creating boundaries for ourselves and, and for the people around us so that we can uh, create that sense of trust. But it's, in saying no, it's about saying yes to ourselves. No question about it, you know. And what if we could use uh, passion as the barometer? So when someone asks you to do something, if you don't have to do it and you don't want to do it, you know, maybe that becomes the opportunity to say no thank you. I mean, I know there's times we don't have choice, and, you know, right now a lot of us may feel that we don't have choices, but we still have choices. We still have choices, so we can make the choices where we can make them and make them count. Yeah, absolutely. That's, uh, that's a really good point. And um, I just wanted to mention to our listeners, um, Marsha, that um, I did a show a while back called Become an Energy Magnet, which is in the archives, and it's all about... Um, uh, being able to say no to be able to say yes to yourself. So I recommend yeah. if anyone wants to practice that and incorporate that into their 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 way of being, you know, it's a it's a wonderful um, some wonderful um, bits of pieces of advice in that in that uh, that segment. And I uh, I want to thank Lee. I don't know if you're still with us, but thank you for your insight and your. Uh, vulnerability in sharing what you're working on and also, you know, you're telling us what's working for you and what's not working and I think we can certainly all learn from each other. So thank you, Lee. Yes, he's he I think he's jumped off the line but he's um he's in the chat room so he's still listening. Good. And um yes, he, he was it was very um courageous of him to come forward and to speak about what um you know is really going on for him. And I think it speaks for a lot of uh, you know what's going on for a lot of people at the moment so thank you so much Lee and um, again I want to let everyone know that Lee is a great tech coach he's doing wonders for me at the moment with my website so do check him out and his uh, website is uh, www.technologydojo.net so Marsha one quick question before you go Um, I want to know how your vision quest went Oh, <laughs> so I call it a passion quest, um, and it, a passion quest is where you take a period of time, uh, could be a, a weekend, a week, a month, a year, you don't have to put the rest of your life on hold, but the purpose of it is really to connect in with your your heart and soul, and I'm very blessed, I was able to take, uh, I took 10 days at the beach in California, and and watched Dolphin and spent some time painting, which was new for me, just opening up some acrylic paints and started painting abstract, which was great fun. Wow. And then out, and then during that time, I actually I felt like I was a little bit in the movie Field of Dreams, where once I showed up at the, at the baseball game, then they lit up this neon sign and told me, like, the next thing to do. 
So the next thing I was told to do was um, to, to get outside of my routine and to really travel someplace I had never been before. And I wound up going to Asia for three weeks in December. I was in Thailand and Laos, and the only agenda I had, and I have to say I wound up going by myself because my fiancé started a new job right right at the time we were supposed to go and couldn't go with me, and I knew I still had to go. And I did. I was on a bicycle. I was because uh, the town that I was in was small, and that was the easiest way to get around. I hadn't been on a bicycle in 20 years. Um, I learned how to make paper out of mulberry bark. It was really a chance to slow down, again, to quiet, to empty, to follow my feet. It was a very inexpensive time to be in Thailand because the Bangkok airport had closed around that time and a lot of people had canceled their trips. But for me, it was wonderful. And the highlight of what I did on that trip was I I took a slow floating boat from Luang Prabang in Laos up near Chiang Rai in Thailand. So every day I was on this boat for 11 days. I'm sorry, for 11 hours per day, just mm-hmm. floating up up the river, up the Mekong River. And I didn't crack a book open. I just wow. watched the world go by. And um, what I came back with was, you know, so I discovered, for me, one of the secrets to the universe that I discovered <laughs> is um, it's all about relaxing. That as I relax and exhale, it's like my ego can melt away, and what I'm left with is the the, the light and the beauty of of my soul. I think this is true for all of us. So I I really learned how to relax, and you know now that I'm home and life is busy again, and I I notice the tendency to try hard or to push something. I'm just reminded to, to, that breathing includes exhaling, and it's in the exhaling that I can relax. And in that much more relaxed state, I'm sure this is why meditation works, but in that much more relaxed state, I have access to so much more resource. So out of doing that, I came back and and committed to do a train-the-trainer program where I'm actually training some of my coaches to become workshop leaders for me. So that's a pretty exciting thing. Um, Yeah, yeah, it's all on the website. It's open to dream coaches and that's pretty exciting, and I got an idea for another book that I may or may not do, but I just feel so much more comfortable in my body, relaxed in my life, and I feel like a deeper level of gratitude and appreciation for my life. And then the last thing I'd say that, Louise, because you know I was talking about this at the Inspiring Speaker mm-hmm. Workshop, mm-hmm. Um, the last thing, and I want to also say anyone who's on this call, if you sign up for the Inspiring Speaker Program or the Dream Coach Training this month, just put um, uh, keys to coaching in the notes section, and we'll we'll take three hundred dollars off the tuition. So wow, I wanted to remember. That's very generous. Martha. Oh yeah, we wanted to remember that's to do the tough. special offer. So just put mm. put keys to coaching in there, and we'll take three hundred dollars off. But you need to sign up this month to do it. But at the Inspiring Speaker Program, you might remember I was just saying I just I was kind of longing for this deeper fulfillment and. I'm really getting greater clarity about my life's purpose and my work as the expression that I've spent years building Dream University, which is a very successful company, and I'm very proud of it. Yeah. And I can feel more and more that my my next level of work is about really being a liaison with dreamers to other worlds, to other communities, that it's not just about building inside my little silo, but really about being, taking this connection out to the world. So whether I, if I'm part of what Jack Canfield's doing, and I'm very yeah. you know proud of that relationship and the ways we're looking to collaborate, 
you know, or volunteer work that I'm doing with Pachamama Alliance, which is about, they have a program called um, Awaken the Dream or Dream the New Dreamer. Uh, I'm sorry, Dream the, do- Dream the New Dream, Awaken the Dreamer, which is about sustainability, and I'm doing volunteer work there. I'm really looking at how do I bring my God-given gifts and talents out to a larger world in a way where I'm still able to have the life and the lifestyle that I want, which is about fun, you know, fun, easy, and fulfilling. That's wonderful, Marsha. In fact, uh, the program Life Directions at uh, Peak Potentials talks about this wonderful, it's a wonderful analogy where they they talk about each person as a as a puzzle piece. And as we as we do what we're, uh, you know, our soul's purpose is is meant to be, and we 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 open to that. You know, we we start to put those puzzle pieces at peace in place so that the world is then able to, we're able to impact each other to, to have this ripple effect so that we all end up doing more of and being better and creating more and just, just giving more. Right. I don't know if, that, if that's clear, but. <laughs> no, it's you, beautiful. Yeah, it's just the most amazing, it, it, it's a great um, analogy. But, um, Marsha, we have, um, we have I still have a couple of callers. I don't know if you have a couple more minutes to um, see if we can connect with anyone else. Otherwise, we we would um, you know we we're very thankful to have you with us and to really um, be able to spend this hour with you. What what are your thoughts? What do you I want have to about uh, five or six more minutes. So let's see if we can answer okay. some quick great. quick questions. Okay, great. Just let's see if we can get someone on. Hi, six one seven. Hello. Okay. Let's see if we can give others room to to come in. Hello, six one uh, seven three two. Hello. No. Just getting rid of those quarters so we can get more people coming through. Hello, six oh nine. Hello. Welcome to the show. Okay, that's great. Okay, well, right. I think I'm going to bug yeah. off then, Louise. Yeah. It, sounds like, um, it sounds like it's a sign. <laughs> Hi, I hear somebody. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Okay, Louise. Well, anyway, right. thank you so much yeah. for having me. And anyone, if, you've been, if you're on this call and you're wanting to ask me a question, Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A at dreamcoach.com. Uh, if you go to dreamcoach.com under any of the workshops, if you sign up for any of the big programs, that would be the Inspiring Speaker Program or the Dream Coach Training, just put in there, as we said, um, keys to coaching, and we'll make sure that... Um, um, keys to clarity, Marshall, or keys to coaching? Oh, I'm so sorry. Keys to clarity. Yeah. Okay, well, if I see the word keys in there, I'll know they came from this call. Yeah, but yeah. Keys, <laughs> keys to clarity. Thank you, Louise. Keys, just put in keys to clarity, and we'll take $300 tuition, and that's if you sign up this Perfect. month. The programs Very always sell out. So. Oh, Wonderful. yeah. And then Thank don't you forget, so you guys, much. the free ebooks, dreamcoach.com slash gift. Take advantage of them and pass them on. People need our help now. And I just want to say thank you. Uh, Louise, thank you for what you've created and for having me on as a guest today. The hour flew by. And thanks also, I just want to add my thanks to yours, to everyone who took the time to listen in. I hope you found value, and I hope our paths will cross again soon. I'm sure sure that they did find value, uh, Marsh, and I really want to thank you for coming on the show. And I want everyone to know that the show is still continuing 
um, as we continue this conversation after Marsha leaves. So please do stay on the line and keep calling in. Are you having Michelle on today? Yes, continuing. Michelle, I mean, is Michelle Shubnell coming up next? Oh, no, she was last, she was last week. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah. Okay, everybody, yeah. God bless. Much, much. Thanks so uh, much, Marsha. My pleasure. Take, Take care. care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, it was so wonderful to have Marsha on the show. What a what a wonderful experience to to have her come and talk to us and um, share her experiences. She she has gives a lot of value in the experiences she has had. So um, as you can tell, so I'm going to welcome our next guest, Maureen Campiola, um, who's a, a new coach, and um, I've invited her to come and speak to us um, today, um, just so that we can continue the conversation. So. Uh, no pressure on, on Maureen, it's really just more a case of continuing the conversation that we've had in the chat room and um, live um, with, the, with the callers out there and to talk about the coaching um, community, uh, what's happening in coaching right now. And um, I really encourage you all to keep um, sending in your questions on the chat room or to call in on 347-945-6963. That's 347 347- Nine four five six nine six three. So I'm going to welcome our first uh, our caller, Maureen Campiola. Hello, Maureen. Hi, Louise. Hi. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you tonight? I'm doing really well. Gosh, you were sitting there patiently waiting with um, <laughs> on the switchboard there. Thank you for that. Uh, and no are you problem. are you on the are you on your landline? Um, I am. Maureen? Okay. I am. Perfect. Okay, that that works out perfect. I was going to say you can call in again if you want to. So, wow, it was wonderful to have Marsha on the line. Did you get some some good uh, um, awarenesses and ideas, uh, Maureen, from from the conversations we were having earlier? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was I was uh, frantically taking notes of things that she was saying and <laughs> trying to put stars next to things that resonated with me. And I, I think one of the things that she said a little bit towards the end that really resonated for me was uh, when she said, um, when you tell someone about your dream, you're more likely mm-hmm. to do it. And uh, um, that's sort of the process that I went through last year when I hired my um, my coach and uh, started working with a coach and saw the value in coaching and knew I needed somebody to tell my dreams to, but also to help me stay on track and be accountable. And, you know, she really sort of held that vision for me as I, and continues to hold the vision for me as I, as I move closer and closer to my dreams. So I, that was, I think, Very when important. she said that, yeah, it really made a lot of sense for me. Yeah. It's very important as well because I think some coaches out there don't realize that it's so important for them to have a coach and that's why it's part of the certification process with the ICF. And for anyone out there who don't know what the ICF is, that's the International Coaching Federation, um, which is a a governing body for the coaching movement. Um, But, uh, you know, it's it's so important to have a coach because like um, a doctor self-diagnosing, it doesn't really work so well. You actually need to go and you know, have that uh, different perspective cast yeah, on your situation because it, you're so personally involved with it. So, um, yeah, you know, you create your own awarenesses as you as you um, grow as a coach, but you still need that different perspective. And I really want to acknowledge you, uh, Maureen, for, for taking that step because I can see how it's really, you know, from what you were saying, how it's really benefited you to to do that. And it's so important, especially at the moment with the, 
with the way things are in the world right now, mm-hmm. to make sure you have someone who really is on your side and is, is rooting for you to succeed. Yeah, a- absolutely. You know, I was, I was seven years um, uh, owning my own business before I, I decided to go into the coaching profession myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I just realized in the relationship that I've established with my coach, I can see just every day, every time that we communicate the value in coaching because having been a small business owner for seven years and doing it all alone, day in and day out, and having nobody there to, to talk to, to cheer me on, to help me reach my goals. I, you know, I don't want to say I wasn't successful. I, I, I did yeah. have a, a business that you know, I made a good, a good living out of. I just didn't particularly care for, mm-hmm. <laughs> for the job that I was doing. Um, yeah. But it's tough when you're, when you're out there by yourself, and a coach, I think, just really is just the best tool that you it's the best investment that you can make in yourself and in your business as you are yeah. trying to reach these goals so yeah definitely it really helps you to get that momentum and focus Absolutely. on what you're creating and at the same time um you know um preventing that sense of isolation that comes when you when you work um out of your home office or mm. you know out of an office that you're working in, in alone yeah so, um you know that is one thing that a lot of coaches do end up experiencing is, is a sense of isolation and it's really important to embrace perhaps the you know um, the networking part of your business so that you do get out and get out and about and meet people and you know just uh, keep keep that side going um, because it is I know for myself Maureen it's, it's so easy to just kind of get wrapped up because I love what I do it's so easy to get wrapped up in, in what I'm doing and, and, and not come out for a week you know mm-hmm. I know I know <laughs> I know. I, I, you know, I make a, I sort of make a, um, I've made an agreement with myself that, you know, mm. every day I get out of my office, and even if it's just to go outside and take a walk or something, yeah. because you really can get, it can get really intense you when can. you're working yeah. on developing your website, or maybe you're putting, you know, a workshop together, or, or you're working on a talk that you're going to give, and yeah. you know, before you know it, the, the sun's come up and it's gone down, and you're mm. still working, and um, you can really feel very disconnected. Connected. And, yeah, and I, I think, you know, I think too that um, I recently gave a, a, a talk at, um, I belong to the Rotary Club, on my local Rotary chapter, it's the Methuen, uh, Salem, New Hampshire Rotary mm-hmm. chapter, and I gave a talk and um, it was basically an opportunity for me to explain what, what I did for a living. Uh, and, you know, I said to folks, you know, I have my own coach, and they were like, oh, surprise. But I said, well, <laughs> they were so surprised that I had a coach. <laughs> and I was like, you know, you know, they don't understand the value of coaching yeah. as their first experience with the coach, you know. Yeah. But I wanted them to understand just, of course, I have a coach. I mean, that's how that's how important it is, you know, in my life yeah. and, and trying to uh, propel my business forward as well. So... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's it's really important. So, and, and it's funny because I I you know I joke, but I'm 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 serious when I say to some people, you know, I, re- I create this awareness of myself when I know that I have a certain pattern of behavior that I'm falling into, and I think, I say, oh my oh my gosh, I must talk to my coach. You know, I need some coaching. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they also look at me like I'm crazy, you know. And it's like, yeah, coaches need coaches, definitely. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Well, Maureen, I'd, I'd love to just introduce you a little bit more to our um, our listeners, and I do have some information here that I can share with them that you sent me. So, 
um, I just want to let everyone know that um, Maureen is um, a, a recent graduate of Coach U. She graduated in December, and you recently started your own private practice. Um, so, um, you know, Maureen is in that pr process that a lot of coaches are in right now, and I would say the majority of coaches because it's such a young profession. Um, which is about setting up your business and marketing yourself and attracting new clients, and particularly in the market we're in today. And the irony is that even though certain things are um, diminishing in, in terms of um, uh, abundance, in a sense, that you know, coaching. I, I've been told a couple, twice in a couple of days. I think it's no mistake, but uh, you know, that coaching is the number one growing profession at the moment. Um, and part of that, I believe, is because we're needed more than ever before. Um, you know, this is a time that people need more focus, guidance, support, and all of those things to keep moving forward with their dreams and goals. Yes. So, um, Maureen um, coaches a, a, a thousand possibilities. Is this is this what your one? Um, is this your your business name, Maureen? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. A Thousand Possibilities is uh, Wonder, the name a wonderful of my wonderful name. <laughs> just came to me one, one. It came to me Lovely. actually in the middle of class. I was in class one night, and all of a sudden it just came to me. And I, so I wrote it down. And wonderful. There it was. <laughs> so, you, so, so, so you coach women in transition from either job loss, divorce, death of a spouse, empty nest, or that soulful desire to do something radically different with one's life. Oh, that sounds very exciting. <laughs> I'm yes. sure the, the results you get when you're doing that kind of coaching must be um, um, very exciting to see. It is. I think that that's what draws me to that particular um, niche is the whole tra the whole idea of people in transition and, and watching someone really transform themselves and find the life that they really, really desire and, yeah. and be so fulfilled at the end of it all. I, that really just... I just that's what I love the most yeah. about um that particular um coaching people that are women that are in transition. Yeah. Uh, just seeing Wonderful. that transformation is is really is great. It's awesome. So rewarding, isn't it? You it is very really, rewarding. You get reminded of why you're doing what you're doing on a regular oh, basis. On a regular basis. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you're just you're rewarded by that constantly and and it's it's just it's really yeah. are inspiring to see women Trans, you know, to just transform themselves and yeah. um, wake up and be so happy and, and have their soul filled with really what they want to do in their life. Beautiful. So I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, you, you know, I always say to to my clients, um, you know, that they're they're working in a soul-driven business mm. um, because it really is about um, connecting with people at such a soul level. Um, you know, to really help them move forward in the in a way that's going to be, um, you know, so connecting for them. You know, mm, to, to access what they're passionate about and um, to really get clear about that. So it's just so exciting working in this industry. Now, Maureen, you also work with adult adoptees who wish to be re reunited with their biological parents. Yeah. And you help them get clear about the search process, explore the possible outcomes, and if they reunite, you help them to successfully integrate their biological family into their current life. That must be an amazing niche to, to be working in as well. 
That one, that one is. Um, I have personal experience with that mm-hmm. myself. I'm I'm a do- I'm an adult adoptee. I was adopted mm-hmm. as an infant and yeah. um, did the search process myself, and so I really understand what people go through when um, you know they're thinking about searching. They don't want to upset their their mm-hmm. um, adoptive parents, uh, how are they going to make this transition? What if they make contact and they don't find the kind of person that they were uh, hoping to find? Because I always say, you know, um, fantasy is always better than reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. what you fantasize about as a child growing up is not always yeah. what you find, you know, as an adult when you do your search. And and sometimes yeah. it is, but it's not always that way. It's not all what you see on TV, you know, yeah. not everybody has that experience. And so yeah. then there's, there's sort of how do you um, come to grips with that issue yeah. when you don't yeah. find what you thought you were going to find. So mm. um, Sounds like you do really important work there, Maureen. Kind of similar to, to what I do with the, um, the fertility issues uh, yes. coaching that I do because, you know, a lot of people think they can snap their fingers and fall pregnant and then they suddenly find out that they can't. Yes, and um, you know, then it's dealing with the reality of what what uh, comes with that. So, mm-hmm. it sounds like what you do there is is really important. Um, you know, in terms of coming to that acceptance um, of what is, yes. and being able to move beyond that. Mhm. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, because yeah. that, you know, some people unfortunately they they feel rejected twice, you know, uh, maybe they they do the search process and their biological mother or father or both, they're not interested in a reunification, they're not interested Mm -hmm. in getting to know this person. And so then it's almost like this double rejection and how does one, how does somebody handle that? Um, You know, and they're angry and they're stuck and they don't know how to get Mm -hmm. unstuck and um, so, you know, and I've, I've yeah. been there. I've experienced yep. the whole wide range of emotions that, um, yeah. that go along with, um, with searching. And yeah. with, it's, uh, it's, it's amazing, Maureen, because, you know, I think this is a, a key uh, point to make uh, to the coaches who are listening at the moment that often we, are, we can be great coaches in um, a niche that we have had experience in. Mm-hmm. Um, because it creates so much value and um, trust with our clients who are going through something similar and really know that we have an understanding and an empathy for what they're going through because we've been through it ourselves. Yeah, I think that's, you know, when I when I was going through coaching school, mm-hmm. I would hear so much talk about you have to develop a niche market, you must develop mm-hmm. a niche market, and I kept thinking, oh, my goodness, I don't know. I don't know what my niche yeah. market should be. And I really struggled with it for a long time. I talked with my own coach about it. And mm-hmm. in, initially I thought about, you know, working with adult adoptees. I'm like, my goodness, I have so much experience with that. I can really, I really understand where people were coming from. That might yeah. be a good market for me. And mm-hmm. I didn't totally embrace it right away. It wasn't mm-hmm. until I went um, to a, confer- a conference, an ICF New England conference, Mm-hmm. And we were doing a little exercise, and you had to say something about yourself, and you had to say it in this way. You had to say, um, the one thing I know about myself for sure is. And mm-hmm. so I said, the one thing I know about myself for sure is that I'm adopted. And every person that I said that to looked at me with like big, huge eyes, like in awe, and said, that would be a great niche market. <laughs> 
Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it was like it was like the universe, you know, affirming this. Like this is yeah. a niche market for you, you know. Um, so I listened. I decided, you know, uh, I think yeah. maybe I've gotten all the confirmation I need because uh, I must have had 15 people tell me that night that would be a great niche market for you. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But it's interesting because it, um, actually Marsha says this in, in her Inspired Speaker program. She said it, um, and maybe in the Create Your Future Now as well, but um, it's important that you don't coach or train about something that you're still bleeding from. Mm. Do, you, do you understand what I mean by that, Maureen? I, I think so, yeah. Yeah, and it's a very powerful image, you know, but uh, it, it's important to have gone through that transition of, of um, getting through to the other side yeah. to be able to be there for someone fully and, more, and very, um, in a very present way yes. so you don't get yep. pulled into that emotion and that um, experience that they're going through um, and you, you can support them. Uh, so it's kind of interesting, actually, um, when, when Marsha was saying that, um, so I, I just thought I would bring that up just because, you know, it is a it is a question that a lot of coaches ask themselves around um, creating a niche. And, mm. um, you know, it's a good question to ask yourself, you know, are, am I still bleeding from this? And uh, mm. um, But that's not to say that it couldn't be your niche at, a, some, at some point. And the sure. other part of that as well, which I want a lot of coaches out there to know, is that it's okay for you to try on a jacket, you know, try on a, a certain niche if it calls to you. And if it doesn't work, well, that's fine. You know, you've tried. Move on to something else that appeals to you. Yes, um, yeah. You know, life is about experiences. To me, in fact, I had a human designer um, reading the other day, which was really interesting. And they said to me, Louise, your life is, has never been about failure. You're, you you never consider anything to be a failure. And it's true mm. because for me, my my attitude is that everything is an experience. Mm -hmm. It's not about failure. It's about an experience that where you get to learn something that you can take on from that point mm -hmm. and apply it to the next thing. Right. Yeah, I agree so, totally. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, the coaches out there who are listening, you know, don't don't – put so much pressure on yourself you know it's, it, uh, having a niche in terms of marketing is great at a certain point you know but try on a few things first and see what fits really well try on a, try on a couple of jackets and see what what feels comfy yeah I and I and I know lots of I have a few friends who are, are coaches and they're getting ready to graduate now and mm -hmm. uh, they're still struggling with the same issue and yeah. um, they're trying a few things on and you know we talk and they'll say oh, I didn't really well I don't think that's for me and why mm -hmm. you know we sort of explore that together and mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting what people you know what I have a friend who's a who's a dating coach and mm -hmm. that has absolutely no appeal for me whatsoever yes. <laughs> but she's totally passionate about you know coaching people and and helping them find the relationship yes. of their dreams and and that has no appeal for me at all yeah, yeah. Uh, you know it's but something that she really loves pardon me yeah i think yeah. it's really what what speaks to you yeah what, what happened for me maureen was that i i was pretty open in fact i got an opportunity initially to be um, a contract, uh, an external um, coach for Success Tracks, which is part of Peak Potential's T. Harv Ecker's uh, gig. Mm -hmm. And um, so I get a lot of clients from there. And um, what happened was, even though all those clients came from a huge range, you know, a huge um, range of, uh, of um, you know, different walks of life, 
mm-hmm. um, and businesses and such like, I started to attract, um, and I use that word, you know, in inverted commas, I, I started to attract people who um, had a certain um, kindred spirit to me who who's, um uh, the work that they did really spoke to me and was very much in alignment with with um, with what I wanted to the effect I wanted to have in the world and that was um, coaches or holistic practitioners people who worked in the in a healing modality mm-hmm. and I really do include coaches in that because um, you know I I believe that um, in moving forward and being able to live our dreams we have to. It, it, there's a sense of a healing that goes on in that that self growth, you know, that awareness, that yeah. you know, getting past obstacles and and blocks and things like that. Um, so it's it's just it's amazing how you know this does work out. And then of course the niche, the other niche that I chose, which was the fertility challenges, um, you know, was something that I had experienced myself. So again, you know, it's uh, it's it's one of those things that um, you know sometimes through the pain and suffering that we experience ourselves, you know, comes such a beautiful gift that we can share with the world in a in a way that we might not have we not might not have suspected at that moment in time. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like you're doing, Maureen, you know, with yeah. your adult adoptees. So that's wonderful. Mm. So let's, uh, Maureen, let's get back to. Um, Talking about some of the um, things that we um, covered with with Marsha, and I'm sure that you know, with the notes that you made, there's probably a couple of points that you want to just um, bring out about uh, what struck you, you know, in terms of growing your a coaching business, and what, what questions or comments do you have, Maureen, that that came out for you? Well, I, one of, one of the things she said early on, where she was talking about charge what you're worth, uh, deliver more mm-hmm. than expected. And, um, you know, I think that um, as new coaches that we often struggle with the notion of charging what we think we are worth. Uh, I remember um, when I was talking about um, becoming a coach with, with my friend and I was trying to figure out what my, you know, what I would charge for my services and I told her and she said, you're charged that much, but you're just, you know, you're just a brand new coach. And I said, well, wait a minute. I, I may be a brand new coach, but I bring years of experience, of life experience. Mm. I'm, I just didn't fall off the face of the earth and become a coach. I yeah. did all sorts of things. I have my master's degree in business. I was a vice president for for several years and supervising people mm. and, and running a business. I've been my own business owner. I said all those things are part of who you are when you come into coaching. And um, But I think that as new coaches, people struggle all the time. And I get on calls and I listen all the time where people are like, afraid to charge what they, what they feel they're worth. And yeah. so I thought that was great that she brought that issue up. Um, mm. And, of course, a deliver more than your clients are going to expect of you. Of course, that's important, mm. too. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you're going to yeah. charge a lot of money, or if you're going to charge what you feel you're worth, you got to, you know, you do have to produce a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, interesting, actually, though, you know, Maureen, because um, I'm just trying to think of how he put it or how she put it. My one of my um, trainers that coach you said, um, you know, it's not, it's not how, um, it's not about um, how much value you deliver as a coach, but it's about how much uh, the, the the client wants to be coached and to to take away value as mm. well. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's about, it's that kind of, you can, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, 
so it's really also being about open to the flow of um, just trusting that they'll get what they need and even in that moment you know to to just be able to be present with them and then let the coaching happen in between the calls Yes, and I think even Masha mentioned something, and I can't find it right now, the second of my notes, but she mentioned something about, um, you know, that when you're, dis- when you're uh, making opportunity of every conversation and people that are in pain, that's when they need you the most, and there's so many people yeah. out there that are, are in that position. And they'll find, you know, if somebody really wants coaching, they yeah. will find a way to make that happen. Uh, yeah, because they see absolutely. the value in that, and absolutely, you know, it's interesting as well. You know that that whole piece about when you see someone in pain or where they they're suffering, or you know, that just even feeling angry or sad, or you know, all of those um, negative emotions um, mm-hmm. that we we can feel, you know, um, show that someone is in pain, and it's actually, you know, we we might feel that sense of doubt. You know, a lot of coaches might feel that sense of doubt about offering their services or speaking up and letting them know that there's a solution through coaching. But ultimately, what I say to my coaches, my clients, is that, and and to my holistic practitioners, is that it's your duty Mm. to to stand up and tell them what you can do. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right. I never thought of it like that in in terms of you know your duty, but yeah, yeah you're very right about that, Louise. Because it, in a sense, it can be seen as a selfish act. You know that um, you're not sharing your talents and gifts with the world, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. and making a difference in someone else's life in a way that you absolutely could do. You know that's where the ego comes in, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> if anyone's read Eckhart Tolle's book, uh, pa- uh, Power of um, No, what Power is it? Now. A good, Power a good of Now. Earth. Yeah. Is it a new, a new Earth? A new Earth. Yeah. yeah. Um, he goes into that, and it really, you know, starts to highlight that, um, you know, our ego gets in the way of of um, us shining our our light the brightest. It's very cool. Yes. It's a good book. <laughs> yeah, oh, I love it. I actually didn't finish it. I need to get back to it. It's not that I need to, but I really want to. <laughs> Let me change my language there. <laughs> oh, dear. So I want to encourage everyone out there who's listening. Um, we've got a, a few people in the chat room as well. Um, just want to welcome uh, Dr. Energizer who has come into the chat room. And uh, Betsy, I know you're still there, and um, a few guests who aren't uh, um, aren't registered with Blog Talk Radio. But if you would like to call in um, and have a conversation around what we're talking about, it would be really great to to add you to the to the conversation that Maureen and I are having this evening. I'm really enjoying this. It's it's a wonderful way to sort of um, uh, recapture and, and um, you know, just sum up what what we were talking about before and just continue the conversation. So the guest caller number is 347-945-6963. That's 347-945-6963. And if you're in the chat room and you want to pose a question or a comment, please do so in the chat room or call in. So... um. What else are you curious about, Maureen? You know, while we're waiting for people to to contribute, 
what else are you curious about in terms of growing your business or what the coaching community is doing? Well, you know, I think one of the one of the things that, and I think Lee brought this up, is mm-hmm. uh, when I was listening to the we love uh, Lee. Call, yeah, <laughs> yes, lots of people said that on the uh, in the web in the web room in the chat yes. room. How much they loved Lee. I was yes. checking out his website um, yes, as I was listening great. to him. <laughs> Although yeah, he's I can't. Great. I can't pay too much attention to the the, the chat room and everything because then I get distracted. <laughs> oh, I totally understand. I had I had my my husband's great producer um, handling a lot of what was going on in the chat room, so I could focus on on uh, Marsha earlier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's too distracting to to do all that. But um, um, yeah, you know, I think that she he raised a good a good point and Masha addressed it i thought wonderfully about when you let the little sort of fears and the doubts get in, in into yes. your mind and yes. uh sort of what happens with that i i know for myself as a new coach mm-hmm. um i i've certainly struggled with that from time to time um yeah. probably more than i'd like to admit <laughs> mm-hmm. but uh you know and sort of you know how you know as, as somebody who's an established coach you know what what can you tell us as all the newbies listening mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh how to get around that you know how to yeah. really stay do you have anything you want to add i, I guess that's is really my question oh i feel like you. i'm being interviewed now <laughs> oh, i'm interviewing you now Louise. <laughs> i'm turning the tables just, on you um, yeah <laughs> oh you're being very coach like <laughs> that's very sneaky <laughs> No, I've got I've got some great uh, great points to to add, Maureen. I'm glad that you asked me that question. It's, it's always perfect in the moment, isn't it? Yes. Um, <laughs> um, it, it's interesting actually because I had a client very recently um, in my in my group coaching program that just finished. And uh, just to remind everyone that I have another one starting tomorrow. So if anyone's interested. I've got a couple of cases left, and you can email me at louise at keys to clarity dot com if you're interested. Um, but just going back to what I was saying, um, this gentleman I had in my previous um, group coaching program, who I've actually coached um, as a private client as well um, in the past, um, really struggled with the little voice, and you know that little voice in the head who was constantly um, creating that negative thoughts and um, telling him that he couldn't, you know, who was he to think he could do it, you know, he wasn't worth anything, you know, we didn't bring value, all of these things that we tell ourselves, and I have to tell you, Maureen, that you are not the only person it happens to, you know, this is this is part of being human, um, yeah. we have this, this, you know, I think there's some conditioning as well in our society of how, how we, we do things and are um, nurtured as we as we grow up, you know, that um, we start to tell ourselves these messages, um, you know, about certain things that have happened in the past. And we might have given ourselves a really strange um, message when we were a child around something, and it's created this this pattern of of behavior throughout our our lives into adulthood. And um, the beauty of coaching, I have to tell everyone out there, if if you're thinking, wow, this sounds like therapy, is that this is where the coaching is fantastic because it's not about really getting into the path of understanding how you came to that um, that uh, decision or, or that that statement that you 
you um, said to yourself that you you created this belief. It's a, it's really about understanding how you can change it mm. and moving forward and and creating a new pattern of behavior or or belief, uh, a new belief that isn't going to limit you and isn't going to create an obstacle for you, but is going to actually help you and propel you forward in a way that's going to support you. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, going back to this, this client, um, we'll call him Dan for for um, confidentiality's sake. Mm-hmm. So Dan um, was getting to a point where he was getting so frustrated because he just felt like he couldn't beat this little voice. Um, and it just took over all the time, and it just stopped him in his tracks. And um, it, he actually got himself into such a, a swirl around the, the, the expectations he had of himself and what he wanted to create for himself. He got himself into such a knot. I actually instructed him at that moment. I requested of him. In fact, it was more of a challenge, really, because he wasn't. It didn't land very well at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, was that he should give his give his mind a break, take take a few days off, and give himself his mind a holiday um, from um, having to you know shoulding, must do this, need to do that. Um, just give himself a break. He was going on going away for a weekend. I said this is the perfect time. Just give yourself a break, quiet the mind down, and then we'll talk about um, what we can do to help you um, to move out of this way of thinking. Hmm. And he actually said to me at the end of the the, um, group coaching program, which is interesting, Maureen, because I had no idea that this was the case, was that that was a turning point for him. And I remember at the time thinking, this didn't really land very well. You know, he's like, how on earth am I going to get my mind to stop, you know, um, just just to put it, you know, put the pause button on. And just in creating that awareness and consciousness um, and noticing, he was able to do that. Um, and then what we had done was a, a process that um, really works very well, uh, which really is about identifying the language that um, is coming up with the with the, the little voice in, in the head. So that little voice is, is um, telling you things that are big sweeping statements. You know, that person's never liked me. You know, well, they've never liked you? Is that true? Is mm. that false? Or is that an I don't know? Well, the, the honest answer is, well, never is a very big sweeping statement, so chances are it's not true. Mm-hmm. And you start to um, realize that that little voice is not necessarily serving you the way that you think it might be. It's, it's acting as um, a way of rationalizing and um, protecting you from previous emotional hurts and experiences. And um, so it's in that protect mode, and it's not always protecting you the way that um, is serving you. So what I had also said to Dan was that if you go through this process, which he, you know, we, we had gone through before, um, and do these steps, then also take the time to acknowledge the voice when it comes up. Acknowledge it and say, thank you for sharing. I realize that you're trying to help me and support me right now just by telling me that there's danger or that that it's not going to work because you want to protect me. But I really feel that this is not helping me right now, so I'm just going to put you aside and focus on this. And just by changing the energy 
around pushing that voice down and back and suppressing mm-hmm. and also took the power out of it. Mm. So that was that was really interesting because that kind of evolved, you know, just in terms of the coaching that we did together. And it, and it was very powerful. And he now has said to me, you know, that he really feels that he's um, able, he's created such an awareness for himself now that it's just a natural way of dealing with the little voice when it comes up. He's doing it all the time and he's hardly noticing that he's doing it even because you, you put it into that practice of... Um, of uh, it's an, it becomes a new habit, a new awareness, and it's like anything, you know, you you um, exercise a new muscle, and it's kind of painful in the beginning, you mm-hmm. know, but then once you start to loosen up a bit, and um, you know, you you um, yeah, you get more flexible, you you don't notice the the pain anymore because it becomes a natural way of of moving, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and this is exactly what happens with the mind as well, right. But does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, what I really love about what you just explained, because I've I've heard this, but I've never heard this part of it, mm-hmm. where you said, um, you know, you acknowledge the voice and, you know, I understand you're trying to protect me, but it's not helping me now. I mean, that's just such a great way of of silencing it and and taking the power away from the voice and putting the power back to you. So that, yeah. you're sta- you know, that you're standing in your own power once again, mm-hmm. instead of that, you know, that voice in your head. I that that's great. That's really yeah. great. I'm so glad that you um, you brought this up, Maureen, because I I think it's it's an important piece for a lot of people to hear because, you know, we tend to be very um, hard on ourselves, you know, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it becomes about suppression, and um, it even in the in the moments of confronting that voice, we, we confront it with um, agitation and frustration and anger a lot of the time. Mm-hmm, and if mm-hmm. you can just nurture that, that little part of yourself that's trying to protect you and say, okay, um, I really appreciate what you're doing, you know, that, that it really takes that, that power out of it, you know, and, and, and starts to empower you, as you were saying, it comes, the power comes back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's wonderful. That's yeah. wonderful. It's a much better way of handling it than um, I, I just thought of. Remember the movie? I hope I have the name of the movie right. I think it was uh, uh, American. Oh, what was the name of it? I can't even think of who was in it. But mm. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't think of the name of it. I think it was American <laughs> Dream or American. And she was a real estate broker. I wish I could remember mm-hmm. who was in this movie, but she was a real estate broker, and she went out and she was showing a home. Are you talking about American Beauty? American Beauty, that's the one I'm thinking yeah, of. Yes, yeah, thank you. Okay. American. Such and she cool goes out and she that. shows the house, and the house doesn't sell that day, and she's shutting the blinds, and she's standing there, and she's slapping herself in the face because she's having these, these doubts, obviously, about yeah. herself and her ability, and this is the way that she tries to fix it. it you know, yeah. talk about a, a very unkind way to mm. to deal with yourself. Um, yeah. Very Absolutely. unkind. It's funny because, you know, some, I've, I've heard this said a couple of times, and maybe maybe it's a bit cliche now, but, um, you know, it's that saying, you know, if you, if you treated your friends the way that you treat yourself <laughs> in terms of what your mind tells you, you know, you would, how, would you be friends with you? Would you be friends with you? <laughs> you wouldn't be friends with yourself, and you wouldn't have any friends. No. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Very exactly. true. 
Oh, God. It's interesting because there are so many movies out there that I really see the coaching in them, you know, and, and it's great that you, you brought that up. You know, even with um, the inauguration with um, uh, President um, uh, Barack Obama, you know, it, it was interesting because in his speech, I, I picked up moments where I thought, gosh, it's like he's being trained as a coach, you know, some of mm-hmm. the things that he was saying. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's really interesting, Maureen. I had to laugh because when Marsha was talking earlier, I was, um, she was talking about, I can't remember exactly what she was talking about, but I suddenly thought, oh, my gosh, you know, because this is, this is, I was watching American Idol the other night. I, mm-hmm. I um, you know, it's kind of a torture um, and um, an exciting experience at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> But I have to say, I was watching it the other night, and what was really interesting was that people determine their success not only by their performance, their voice performance, but by the way they behaved and and thought about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I thought, wow, this is a very, very powerful way to demonstrate how um, creating positive energy in yourself and self-belief and confidence can move you forward in the direction that you want to go. Mm. There were mm. some people who came in who immediately, you know, you could see that they, they didn't believe in themselves, you know, that they they had an okay voice, mm-hmm. and they might have been pushed through if, they, if their personality, you know, had backed up what they brought to the, to the room. Yes. And, some, mm-hmm. and some people did go through purely because of, you know, the energy that they brought to the room and some people didn't make it. And it just was really interesting noticing that piece, you know, about um, the energy that we create and how that moves us forward or doesn't. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's a good point. I try not to watch American Idol, myself, <laughs> but I I have watched it in the past, and I do know exactly what you what you mean. I remember that young yeah. kid that everybody was that went crazy. All the young girls were going crazy over him, and he was really didn't have Arteleta? no, no. He actually has a good voice. It was a couple of seasons ago, and and he he had, didn't have a good voice at all. But all the girls were wild about him, and he thought he was great. And you know, and that's was what that, got that, him. Was that a San? And what was his name? Yeah, San, uh, San Sanjay or uh, yeah, Sanjaya. yeah, the one with the Sanjaya. hair going on. Yeah, Sanjaya. He was the Sanjaya. one with the big hair. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't a good singer at all, in my estimation. In my, that's oh, personally my opinion. But. He wasn't. Uh, but he wasn't. But he. But ever. But he thought he was. You know. Yeah. <laughs> he did, yeah. and um, that was part of the appeal. I think. Yeah, and he people. was willing to. And he was willing to be playful. Uh, he was definitely actually, willing to put it out there. And yeah, yeah I mean yeah. that really got him moving forward. It probably has created a career from him that he never dreamed he would have. Yeah, he he put the risk. Yeah. He was willing to take the risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it um, really, it really speaks to the coaching aspects of how we can create that positive momentum for ourselves you know if we can believe in ourselves um you know the world will believe in us too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah now, i, ha- I cool have another... we can have an analogy like that yes <laughs> <laughs> I, know. Um, I, I was thinking about something else related to the coaching mm-hmm. profession too that i jotted down yeah. that i and, and this is just because i wonder particularly for coaches who i've just always wondered this question and never have had yeah. a chance to ask anybody but um i know with and i could be wrong about this but i, I 
there's a lot of you know uh, people out there that call themselves coaches, but they've never been oh. formally trained. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm always curious as to what people's take is on. Um, you can join ICF and not have been trained, which I find yes. odd. Yes. I, I find that it odd. It is an interesting one. It is an interesting one. Um, and I did the same. Um, you know, and I think, but I think part of that also, um, you know, my take on it, Maureen, is that um, if you want to be aligned with a, a, an association that has a professional um uh, what would the word be? Um, sense about it. Um, not mm-hmm. quite, quite the right word I'm looking for, but um, then you are going to seek someone like that out. If you if you're not bothered, you probably wouldn't even know who the ICF were. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. and and yeah. I know a lot of coaches out there who are not trained, um, who call themselves coaches and. Um, you know, generally that's a long line of a lot of other things that they're doing as well. Mm-hmm. And you kind of have to make yeah. that, you know, take, make that judgment yourself. Um, and the thing is there are some amazing coaches out there who are not certified, um, you know, who have been coaching for years, you know, who are starting to go through the, the certification and the, the, the formal training, um, but who really are brilliant coaches. Mm. Um it's kind of, you know, it's, it's a difficult one because we're at that stage, I, I believe, you know, in this profession, which is such a young one right now, that, um, you know, it, it, the, the industry is formalizing. It's starting to formalize. And if people don't get in line with the, the um, accreditation and the certification, they're going to fall by the wayside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, that's really my opinion. You know, people who are listening to this can take it or leave it. Um, but... Uh, I think, you know, we're also, as I said earlier, it's, it's, this is the number one growing profession right now, um, mm-hmm. as I have been told. And um, so you've got to make yourself stand out. Right. Um, and, and part of that is about having um, integrity and um, credibility. And I believe that um, being an ICF member starts to give you that credibility when you mean business as a coach, when you really intend to... to um, carry on that professionalism as a coach, and also then go for your certification. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Well, I, I agree with you in that uh, I think that it's going to become the standard mm-hmm. expectation that you're going to be certified, school properly schooled. I, I think that's probably where it's going to head eventually. Mm-hmm. And I do know some people, I know I know both. I know individuals who call themselves coaches, don't have any formal training, sort of seen them in action. What they, what they call coaching is not really coaching. Um, it's more consulting or maybe I don't counseling. Uh, counseling, more counseling, you know, consulting, but it's not coaching. And I remember when yeah. I was deciding to, uh, to pursue um, – a coaching certification, a coaching process, going to school and picking the school and whatnot. And I thought, oh, this won't be too hard. I mean, I, I was a manager for 20-something years. And certainly there were aspects of what I did as a manager with the people that I managed that was mm-hmm. coaching-like. Yes. But 
when I finally went to school, it's, I, I remember I'd sit on the phone and I'd listen. I'd be listening in class, and they'd say somebody would say something, and I'd say, "Well, yeah, of course, you know, that's 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 makes sense. That's what I used to do." And then they'd say something else, and it would be like, "Aha! Oh, okay. Here is the difference. Herein lies the difference between what what I was doing and what coaching really is." Mm. And, it gets very uh, clear, doesn't it? It got very clear, and uh, and it was real a great eye-opening experience for me to really understand, and it really made me value the education that I got as a coach through Coach yeah. U and or any other other coaching schools. You know, obviously yeah. great too. But I, I I I at some level I sort of have a a, a, a little bit of a problem with. You know, being a member of ICF and and never having any formal training, I just think yeah. that I just think yeah. that I don't I don't understand. I can understand why a person causing more. Do you think it's leading more misleading, Maureen? You know, if, if someone hasn't got a certification but is a member of ICF. Yes, I do. In some ways, mm-hmm. having been through the process myself, yes. and 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 all the great coaches that I know, including my own coach who went to school who has been a coach for seven years, you know, all the master certified coaches that I've I've gotten to know at, at yes. Coach U and other places in the and the hard work that they had to put forth in order to be who they are yes. now as coaches. Yes. I yes. think it is. And I, I sort yes. of think ICF should look at that in some ways. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. but that's just mm-hmm. my own again, that's just my own personal opinion about yeah. about that. But I, I often wonder what other people think about that. Yeah. Yes, you know, if other it's people interesting. Have a it's interesting, Maureen, because um, you know, if you were coaching yourself around this, mm-hmm. what would you say this is a reflection of in yourself? This feeling. Oh, um, oh, jeez. Now, come on, Louise. This isn't fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess the it's you know, an, us frustrated uh, and irate and and irritated other things that often um, speak to us about something, you know, that uh, that often is going in on for us, us inside. Yeah, well, I guess, you know, in some ways I feel like it's an issue of of, of validating the work mm-hmm. that you've put forth. And mm-hmm. so and probably at some level that's probably got something to do with it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, because I just I just look and I think of all these great people who've, who've done it the right way, Yes. And who've gone to school and got their ACC and then went on yeah. for their I don't know which one's first or second MCC PCC ACC, I don't even know what's PCC and MCC and then MCC uh, I know yeah. ACC is first because that's what I'm working on <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know that's the one I'm trying to get Isn't that interesting then Maureen because your right way might not necessarily be someone else's right way of and course. who's to say who's right. That's right. I know, I, and I, I, you know, and I'll be the first to admit that intellectually I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but just because you intellectually get something doesn't mean it's going to resonate yeah. at all levels for you. So yeah, no, probably. it's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. And everyone goes about doing these things differently. You know, I think, I think the thing is that um, if you if you're going to align yourself with the ICS, often. I would doubt that you're going to be a, a, a coach um, that's going to be kind of, uh, you know, one of those sort of fly-by-night type, hang, hang, hang your your sign outside the door saying, I'm a coach now kind of mm-hmm. person. I just mm-hmm. I really get a sense about that. Um, mm-hmm. 
but you know it's just uh, it's a it's a good question though it really is <laughs> so Maureen what are you taking away from our conversations today we're wrapping up in, in we're in the last two minutes so I just want to um, finish up and and uh, you know ask you what your takeaways are from from the conversation with Marsha and, and this evening with myself and uh, this wonderful conversation we've had well, I guess this has been a great conversation, and um, and it was so great to to be on the call with you. I really appreciate you inviting me to to come tonight and to to hear the conversation that you had with Marsha and just to chat with you. I, I feel like I'm just chatting with a girlfriend about about coaching stuff, which is great. So it's been <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> um, and you know, I think all the great things about uh, you know, I think the biggest thing I've, I took away tonight had to do with um, around the language, around that little voice in your head uh, about, you know, believing in what you're doing and taking inspired action. And um, I think Masha said, be clear, believe, and then take action. And, yes. you know, I, I just, I think as a new coach, uh, a lot of what you have shared with me tonight and the things that I heard from Masha have been really helpful and just continuing to help me to move along my path because um, I know I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. That's crystal clear for me. Um, yeah, it's it's just been great. great. It's just been a motivator. It's been a great motivator to be on the call. Uh, that's wonderful, Marie. I'm so glad that you could make it. It's, it's really worked out beautifully. And I just want to say thank you to everyone else. Um, thank you, Maureen, for coming and sharing this evening. Um, and a reminder to everyone, anyone who's interested in the group coaching program starting tomorrow, you may email me at louise at keystoclarity.com to find out a little bit more information. And the, um, the show price is $319 for three months. So it's a really cool price um, to get some great coaching. Thank you, everyone. Thanks for coming. It was just wonderful to have you on the show. Um, Maureen, thanks so much. I really appreciate your being part of this evening. Thank um, you, Louise. And uh, I think it was just perfect the way it all turned out. It sure was. <laughs> <laughs> so we're off, we're off the air now. So um, thanks so much, Maureen. I, it's still recording, so, so we won't continue our conversation now, but I'd like to debrief with you tomorrow if that would be okay. That would be great. That Wonderful. would be great. I look thanks forward to so talking much. to you tomorrow, Louise. All right. Thank Take you. care. Good Have night, a great everyone. night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.